Well, I'm not going to preach uh, to you long. I want to just follow up with a little little extra from uh, my message on Sunday, a little bonus, added bonus that we didn't use. And so um, we got a little time before we normally get out of here. Did you all enjoy that graduation? This is the gospel. Come on. This is the gospel. It's lives being transformed and changed. It's not a service. It's not a religious practice. The gospel is changed lives. The gospel is people that encounter the love of Jesus and they're never, ever the same again. Chains breaking off them. Folks, this is the gospel. There's something about blood. It's messy. And when the blood encounters us, it's messy. But it is a messy gospel. But the gospel of Jesus goes forward and overcomes our mess and makes us into, I don't know how it happens. The kingdom of God is upside down, but it turns us wider than snow. And I just love to see those that were just captivated in darkness that are now just wider than snow, shining in the light of Jesus. And that's what you got to see tonight. And that's good stuff, isn't it? How many of you remember what I preached on Sunday? We are family. All right, you got it. We, uh, we talked about family. We talked about family being the government of the kingdom of God. That, that the kingdom of God functions through family and relationship. Not just family by blood, but family as in the family of God. And why it is so important that we engage as a family, as a community, in relationship. And how there is an anointing, there is a blessing, and there is a promise that comes from it. We, just to give you a three-minute recap, we started in Genesis, showed how through creation that God used family to establish his government in Adam and Eve. We talked about Abraham, how God used Abraham and the generational blessing of his family to bless nations. We talked about the prophecy from Isaiah. And so we've worked our way a little bit through the Bible, and I'm gonna, we're going to skip over to the New Testament a little bit. We're only going to do one scripture, and then we're going to get out of here. One chapter, about well, half of a chapter here. So we're starting John, not First John, regular old John. Uh, and we're going to start in John 13. I'm going to read this, these scriptures to, this scripture to you, and, and uh, we're going to see a little bit of an example of Jesus. One of the things I've noticed as I've been studying this topic is you cannot escape this, this idea of family and relationship in its tie to being blessed, its tie to having authority, dominion, and it carries, it carries with it the, prompt, the fulfilled promises of God. And so Jesus, once again, throughout, really throughout the New Testament, where where Jesus is in the New Testament, when he's here on the earth and living, he's demonstrating family to us. He demonstrates family to us really, probably primarily better than any other example. He demonstrates family with his disciples. He, he brings this group of brothers around him and he begins to walk with them. He begins to come into relationship and community with them. And he begins to demonstrate 
what it looks like to be a band of brothers, a family looking out for one another and furthering the kingdom of God. And so we see here, uh, this is uh, during the Passover uh, festival. We're going to read this starting in verse, verse 1. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. He's specifically talking about the disciples in this case, that he's, he's loved them to the very end. He's talking about their relationship. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. And for that, he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal. He took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and to begin to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that he had wrapped around him. Now, I want you to see what Jesus does. Jesus, in this particular, uh, this particular passage of Scripture, it says that he knew that he had all a power and authority from God. He, he, knew that, he, say, he knew he had the power and authority from God. But he decided, even though he had all a power and authority from God, that the way to demonstrate what the kingdom of God looks like is he got down on his hands and knees and he, got, he put himself in a submissive position to the disciples. He took a lower road. He took a lower caste position and he began to serve and wash the feet of the disciples. What he was communicating to them is that in order to continue to have power, you have to learn to be a servant, right? We've heard that before. In order to be high, you have to get low. In order to uh, have authority, you have to be willing to be submissive. This is what he's showing us. He's showing us another example of the upside-down kingdom. But he's not just simply washing the feet of the disciples. And I'm going to read that in a second here. He's showing them this is how we as a family, this is how we in our relationship converse with one another. We serve one another. He's showing, him, he's showing his disciples what true relationship looks like. This is more than just servanthood. The servanthood leads to something. It leads to a relationship. It leads to what the family unit looks like. It leads to giving his disciples an example of what the kingdom of God looks like and how it flows here to the earth. This is one of the last things he does before he ascends to heaven. He has this meal and he says, I want to leave you with this final example. I want to leave you with this example of how I want you guys to interact with one another when I leave. And he's saying, I want you to serve one another. You're a family. You're in relationship. You're in covenant. You're grouped together. I want you to learn to serve one another. Because in that servanthood, there's authority. In that servanthood, there's dominion. So this is what he says. He says, Jesus, uh, he came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you'll never wash my feet. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. Jesus said, listen, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. What is he talking about here? He's talking about their relationship. He's saying, unless you let me do this, unless we learn to do this, then we have no part with each other. 
He's saying this is not just a good idea. It's not just a way to turbocharge our relationship. He's saying this is vital. It's a vital part of us having relationship. It's a vital part of us being a family. It's a vital part of us exchanging this beautiful exchange of, of, of what the Bible points to as what the kingdom of God is supposed to look like. He says, if I'm, if I'm not going to do this, then you can't have a part of me. We can't be like this. My point to you is, is to, tonight is, if we don't learn to take the low, submissive position, we're really not going to learn to have relationship the way the kingdom of God is supposed to look like. But I want you to see what happens here. And if you remember from Sunday... Abraham's blessing came through that generation. It came through righteousness, through justice, but also his relationship with his own family. There was a blessing that came to mankind through Adam and Eve because of the family dynamic. And you're going to see here, check this out. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus answered those who have a bath and need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. But now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. This is such, you have to just, don't read this the way you normally read it for a moment. Just flip your mind back to Sunday when you were here. When I started reading uh, the scripture and started talking about how, how oftentimes very gifted, anointed preachers, teachers, evangelists, prophets, healers, how their, their, their ministries or their anointings will come to an end because they step out of relationship and how most move of gods have come to an end because somebody has stepped out of relationship and they get silly and goofy because they're not in relationship anymore. And Jesus in his own way is emphasizing this point again. He's saying, listen, you know me as teacher. You know me for this. He says, you know me. Let me read this exactly. You know me as teacher and you know me as Lord, but now you're going to know me as your family. I don't know if that gets you excited. That gets me excited. He said, listen, you know me as teacher and Lord, but now you're going to know me as family. Now you're going to know me like this. This is so huge. It's so big. Such a big deal. That he didn't just give us the example of the teacher, the Lord, the wise one. Listen to my words. Hang on my every word. He didn't just stand there and spit scripture out and show the world how smart he was. But he came to serve in relationship. And he said, it's not just good enough for me to be all this, but I want to know you. I want to serve you. And he, what he's doing is, nobody gets excited when you preach a servanthood message, but that's okay, I get it. I'll wash your feet, let's, let's do it. Get some of that fizzy water. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it, though. This is one of the last 
messages that he preaches with his life. He says, you know me as teacher and Lord, but now you're going to know me like this. As a servant of all and somebody who cares deeply about you being a part of my family. That's, 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 that's mind-blowing. Maybe it's only mind-blowing for this part of the room, but it's mind-blowing for me. That's like a big deal. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet, for I have set you an example that you should do as I've done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, what? You will be blessed if you do them. You will be blessed. I like to flip scriptures around a little bit and chop them up for a second and just analyze this. Does it mean that if I know him as teacher and Lord, but I don't know him as family, that I won't be blessed? Is it possible that just like Abraham, just like Adam and Eve, just like the, the a prophet Isaiah prophesied to the, to the Israelites, is it possible that once again, Jesus is showing us that blessing comes not just through the righteousness and the justice, but also comes through family, through relationship, through serving one another. He says, now you'll be blessed. Now that you've learned how vital and important it is to serve one another in relationship, to sit at each other's feet, to take that low submissive position, now you'll be blessed. Now, one of the reasons it's quiet in here is not because most of you are listening, which is a good thing, but we like to get by on just all the fluffy stuff. We're just hoping that a prophet can come and lay his hands on us and impart some special anointing and we're just going to be blessed the rest of our life. We're just hoping if we get the right word combined with the right amount of faith that will unlock some kind of super, I don't know, Zelda diamond chamber, and we'll just be blessed the rest of our life. You used to play video games, and you get the unlock code that just unlocks infinite money. You know what I mean? And infinite armor and infinite everything, infinite bullets on the shooting games. We think we're going to get an unlock code and just unlock everything. And, and that's, that's a lot easier, because it doesn't require anything from us. But really, the way the kingdom of God is set up is that all of this flows not just through understanding what it looks like to live righteously and to do justice, but it also, and knowing him as Lord and Savior, but it also looks like the kingdom of God has to flow through all of that, and it has to flow through relationship, through family, through servanthood, through taking the low road and looking out for one another and caring for one another's needs. And it's the simple things, the most menial, small things, the things that are you would look down on and say, how could that ever produce anything positive for me? Sitting at somebody's feet and washing the dirt off their feet from the road, how could that be anything important? It's those simple things, those things that communicate, I'm only after one thing, and that is to bless and to serve you because I care about relationships 
relationship with you. I care about knowing you. It's those simple things that accomplish all of the promises, all of the anointing, all of the dominion and authority and power that we talk about and we dream about and we get words about and we get prayed for about. All of it has to come through this. We're at the property today, and I'm closing with this. And um, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. And uh, they're starting to lay new water lines, you know. They used to use this product called CPVC. They're not using it anymore because it's brittle. After a while, it starts to break, and they're starting to get rid of it. And they're starting to use this new product, you know, that's, uh, that's real, it's like almost like a plastic tubing but it has memory so they can fit fittings on it and, and they, can, they don't have to cut straight lines. They can weave it in and out of things and, and, uh, and, and then when they're done putting fittings on it, it'll come right back into its shape and seal off the fitting automatically. It's really amazing what it does. It's pretty cool. But you know that there's special type of tubing and, and it's designed to carry something. It's designed to carry water. And there's different grades and different types of PVC and you, you just don't flow drinking water through any PVC. You, you only would flow it through certain types of PVC, this CPVC. Or if it was hot water, it would go through this or whatever it may be. I'm not a plumber, but I know it's, there's different stuff for different stuff. If you're a contractor, just trust me. I remember we, we laid um, electrical wire in PVC. That PVC looked totally different than the PVC that runs the plumbing in my house but there's certain things that in plumbing there's certain things in the construction world that carry only certain things and if water is going to flow through it it has to be that it's got to flow through that and this is the way this works the authority the dominion the power the promises of God flow through relationship throws through family. It has to. There's no other product on the market. There's no quick fix. There's no prayer or impartation or blessing that can come from somebody that doesn't flow through that. But when God wants to use you, he's going to use you through relationship, through family, through the kingdom of God revealing itself in that way. It's the only way he does it. That's how important this community of believers or whatever community of believers you're engaged with is. Because without it, all the things that we dream and pray for can't come to the earth. It's how God brings heaven to earth. That new earth, like Isaiah prophesied, was established through family. got me tonight that was probably longer than 10 minutes but it's still 8.52 so we're good stand to your feet Hebrews 2.11 says this it says both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy that's us are of the same family so Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters 
Whether you like it or not, tonight Jesus calls you a brother and sister. Which means that oddball sitting at the end of your row, don't look now, is your brother, is your sister. We're the family of God. And if we get this, there's no stopping what God's going to do with us. Come on. If we get this, no stopping. I'm going to leave you with this one last thing. I believe sometimes in spiritual warfare, and I believe that sometimes the enemy fights us for things. I don't ever remember a time where we brought in a great anointed minister where we felt resistance from the enemy. I don't remember. We felt like this is just impossible. I don't know what, you know, just everything's going wrong. Just about everyone we've ever invited here that said they were coming, got here when they were supposed to get here, did what they were supposed to do for the most part. Do you know what the greatest resistance that we've experienced more than anything else is the resistance to connecting his family? Because is the enemy really that afraid of you getting prayed for by somebody that comes in here? Not really. But he's really afraid that you have an army of brothers and sisters around you that care for you like one of their own. And when we have times and opportunities where you can build and forge and maintain relationships and and have new relationships with the family of God around you, I promise you every excuse, everything that could, can, or would go wrong is going to go wrong. Every, oh, the car doesn't work. The baby's sick. This happens. That happens. It happens every single time. I get texts from people like, I really wanted to come today. I was looking forward to it. But nine things happened went wrong my heavens because the enemy is afraid if we really become family and he'll do anything he can to make you not engaged with the community of believers around you because if you do it he's in big trouble All right, let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you, God, that you call us brothers and sisters, that we are the family of God. And Lord, we receive this word tonight. We receive this as we did on Sunday. There's so much more that you've talked about in the word of God when it comes to family relationship. But God, we receive this and understand that the blessing, dominion, and authority flow through relationship. We walk out of this building with a new commitment to engage with those around us, to love those around us so that we can have a family, that we can build and go forward with family and relationship. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, amen. Amen. Don't forget Summerfest on Saturday and Sunday morning at 9 o'clock and 1030. We love you guys.